1: Does this mean it's over?
0: Does this mean he likes me?
1: Are butterflies good?
0: Am I ever gonna meet someone? I'm tired of swiping. Am Am I I normal? normal? You need to just focus on one thing at a time and prioritize that.
1: You can keep waiting for the fairy tale or you can get on board with the new rules of relationships. If you've seen my quotes in the New York Times, then you know this ain't your mama's love advice. This is Dates and Mates with Damona Hoffman. Hello, lovers. Welcome to another uplifting episode of Dates and Mates. It's January, and if there's one thing I've heard more times than I can count this month, it's New Year, new me. (laughs) Look, you've probably heard me say it over the years, too. But while I fully embrace self-improvement, self-growth, self-realization, I really think it's important that we focus on this inner challenge year round, not just in January, not just annually. That said, I know many of you are in that space right now where you want a fresh start. You want to do things differently. And that all begins with forming new habits, whether it's around dating, around other relationships in your life, maybe around your relationship with work or family, maybe just for your own health and wellness, making a big change starts with making a small change. So here to help us form new habits and also to keep our New Year's resolutions is speaker and bestselling author Rainey Howard. She'll be outlining the steps to creating change and she'll tell us the signs that you may be in need of a change, even if you don't realize it right now. But first, we have the dating dish this week, and ooh, it is spicy. <laughs> the hottest new dating site is here and it's LinkedIn. What? And then later in Dear Damona, I'll address this question. How do you know when you've been ghosted? And then what do you do about it? All right. Pull up a seat at the table, my friends, because it's time to dish. These dating dish. Business Insider says the hottest new dating site is LinkedIn. What? Okay. If you're on LinkedIn, raise your hand if you're on LinkedIn right now. All right. I'm sure that was like most of you. Uh, What this article says is people are mixing business with pleasure on the, quote, job site. (laughs) And then they ask, what could possibly go wrong? (laughs) This article says that the DM feature is really part of what's turning it into a dating site. And as somebody who's been doing this for as long as I have, it's very interesting to me to see how the way we're using technology is actually going backwards, y'all. Because originally, when dating apps launched, you were able to DM whoever you wanted. Now that's a paid feature. Like on Tinder, you can pay for that ability. Um, On OkCupid, that's that's an upgrade feature. You can DM anyone. We moved into the mutual match, when Tinder, and then certainly when Bumble became popular, and then it was like, we can't communicate unless you say it's cool. But for most people on LinkedIn, their DM is open. So now people are still sort of craving that ability to have the direct communication to do the DM slides. And I'll tell you in a second how to do a DM slide properly because there actually is... There's the right way and there's a wrong way to do it. But I'm still wondering if we should be doing it on LinkedIn. That said, some of you heard me say before that we put too much emphasis on the quote personality of the apps we are using. So when we say, oh, Tinder's the hookup app or "Hinge is the relationship app or LinkedIn's the work app, I think we're making that concept do a little too much work it's a piece of technology. The app, whatever app it is, is what you make of it, is how you use it. So you can say, well, I'm not on LinkedIn for dating. That's not what I use it for. But that doesn't mean that that's not what it's being used for. And similarly, if you're on a dating app and you're like, well, I'm not looking for hookups, then you can use Tinder not for hookups, but you need to be clear about how you are using that tool if you don't want to get you know, sucked into something that is not in alignment with your ultimate relationship goals or values. So here's why LinkedIn has pluses for dating. And there are apps actually that integrate with LinkedIn. I've always said, do not link your your Instagram with your dating profile because it's too much information at once. And I would actually still say that for LinkedIn. But for different reasons, because then it's kind of creepy. Like that person knows where you work and then it's like, uh, we're thinking about safety. It's I don't like it. I don't like it for that. However, there is a level of credibility. So I have said before that for Google sleuthing, for investigating a little bit about your dates, but especially if you are having your spidey senses are going off and you feel like there's something going on that somebody is not who they say they are or, you know, you, you're being catfished and you need to do a little bit of research, I have said before that LinkedIn is the place to go. Because generally, if people are not there for the purpose of dating, they're there for the purpose of forwarding their career, they're going to be a little bit, A, more professional and less skeezy. And wait, is that a word? Yeah, I'm, I used it. Skeezy? That's the word. So, They're going to show up differently on LinkedIn. They're also going to probably be authentic and share their real work experience, educational experience, and these things that can definitely be fudged on a dating app. So I like it for the research. I don't love it for the DMs, though, because you've heard me say before, too, I am not a fan of workplace dating. I think it's very complicated, especially for women, as we are still trying to get what we deserve out here in the workplace when when workplace romances go wrong, women are usually the ones that lose because we're already we've already got strikes against us. So I'm not going to turn this into a lecture on feminism, okay you guys. <laughs> but I just want you to consider it, to think about how you're showing up in different spaces. And if you're on LinkedIn and you get a DM, there's always the possibility, I think, that somebody that you don't know that just reaches out to you, they may be chatting you up for business, but it could turn into something more. And this article cited a a situation where someone Thought it was just a business relationship, but then it got increasingly flirty. And then the person was like, Why is LinkedIn like low key a, a dating app now? <laughs> it's not. It's not a dating app. It is another tool that we can use. Okay. So I promised you that I would give you some DM tips. First of all, my preference not on LinkedIn. But, but I had did just say the apps have their own. They have a life of their own. So if you want to make a business connection that could potentially turn into more, you do you, boo. But if you're like, I'm just sliding into the DMs for dating, Instagram, hop on over to Instagram because you can actually tell a lot about somebody from the things that they post, from looking at their stories. Um, They will see you looking at their stories. You all know that. But I'm going to give you the high level DM slide tip. Okay, so the first thing you want to do is follow them, obviously right follow them first and then if you're following them you want to make sure that you're commenting early on when they do new posts that means like in the first few hours of the post why because most people will post and then they'll see what the first few comments are maybe respond after but if if somebody has a lot of followers and they get a lot of play on their on their comments they may not see your comment if you are responding like the next day. And like, please don't go all the way back. Don't go, don't go to like 2022 and start commenting and liking those photos. Cause y'all that's creepy and we don't want creepy. We, <laughs> we got to stay on the up and up. We want current. So you start with that and then your, your name starts to become familiar to them. Then you start to become visible to them. Then they might go check out your page, follow you back. And if you see them liking several of your posts, that is a green light. That is a green light for the DM slide. So you wanna keep it keep it on the up and up first. Just first comment on something that you saw on their on their posts, something that you liked. And you wanna get into the conversation and that's when you can kind of ratchet it up from there. Now, if you're gonna do this on LinkedIn, Of course, the first message has to be like totally profesh, but something that matters to them and something that shows that you're paying attention. You don't necessarily need to do the first comment on the post the same way because LinkedIn kind of has a a slower pace. If you come out at the gate with, are you single? You're so beautiful. That's a sexy (laughs) profile pic in your suit. Whatever it is, you're done. It's, it's not going to go anywhere from there. So I'm a big fan of the DMs, but I do say tread lightly, my friends, and stay open. Who knows? Your person could be anywhere. They could be right in your backyard. They could be on LinkedIn. They could be. I, I have one client I talked about in F the Fairy Tale, who I flagged for her on her uh, dating site, by the way, went to the same high school that she did, but they're five years apart and they never met. They. Lived five miles away from one another. They had worked at the same company in different divisions, and they were basically crisscrossing one another's lives the whole time. So you never know where you're going to find it, but you need to stay open to the possibility. That is what January and the new year and the entire rest of the year actually is all about. So, speaking of the new year, we're going to talk about setting some new habits, setting some boundaries, setting some new relationship goals with. Speaker, best selling author, and podcaster Rainey Howard, in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Lovers, 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 did you know that F the Fairy Tale is now available wherever books are sold? Did you know that F the Fairy Tale is available in hardcover and ebook and also in audiobook? So if you're not sick of my voice yet, (laughs) maybe you even like listening to my voice. If you're a listener of this podcast, go ahead and get the audiobook version. Even if you already have the hardcover, you can follow along and you'll you'll get you know, double, double your pleasure, double your fun, double your F the fairy tale. Check it all out at F the fairy Welcome back. I am here with Rainy Howard. She is a speaker, bestselling author and life coach. She's authored several books, including addicted to pain and you are enough. She is the host of the Rainy Howard show podcast, empowering viewers and listeners through inspirational messages. Please help me give big smooches to my guest, Rainy Howard. Hello, everyone. Your work is so inspiring, and I know we're at the beginning of the year still, and a lot of people start out with New Year's resolutions to find love, to date differently. So I just kind of want to begin first, like, you you, you have a lot of advice on how to really set yourself up for success. You know, people say, new year, new me, but like, how do we create that? that change in ourselves, in our lives? We have all these goals of love and being
0: in this type of relationship. And a lot of times we're looking externally, but I think what people really should focus on is being the friend that they want for Mm. themselves, being the lover they desire for themselves first. And as you radiate that love
1: you attract it. That's a brilliant flip of perspective, Rainey. So, I've heard you talk, Rainey, about how shifting your daily routines, I love that shift in perspective that you just gave, but also it's not just the mindset and how you're thinking about being that partner to yourself, but it's also in how you show up and the actual actions that you take every day, right?
0: Yes, that is so important because our actions create who we are in our character and and how we show up, you know, as we get committed to speaking and thinking the way that we desire to attract in our life, you you become what you think about, you know, I think one of the biggest issues we have is we are so good at finding out all the things that need to change in our life and having like a long to-do list and all of these goals. And I need to do this, I need to do that. I think one of the first things um, we should do and really focus on is not trying to change everything all at once. Cause you know, we want to, we want to lose the weight. We want to have wealth and invest. And then we want to travel the world and we want to do it all. You can't just change yourself in 24 hours, you know, and say because it's the new year, everything is shifting. We have to be realistic about the fact that if you want long lasting results and long lasting change in your life, you need to just focus on one thing at a time and prioritize that. What is most important right now? I think we really need to focus on just small daily changes that can create long lasting results and, and being realistic about how we're going to do that.
1: Now you're making my wheels turn, Rainy. I'm thinking about, well, what are some of the smaller goals underneath that, that people could have around dating and relationships? Maybe it's not like I want to be in love in in 20 days or How, what is it? How to lose right. a guy <laughs> in <days. laughs> 20 days. Right. Maybe it's not that huge goal. Maybe it's something smaller. Like I want to have more meaningful connections or I want to be a better communicator or conversationalist or I want to be more empathetic or even... I want to have better boundaries. I hear that one a lot, Rainy. And I know you talk a lot about boundaries. Help us.
0: Right. You know, I i say this a lot, but there are a lot of recovering people pleasers, you know, and we often because I myself as one recovering people pleaser and we get in the habit of Doing things to please other people. And this is where boundaries come in because we don't really have boundaries when you're pleasing other people. It's all about what they want. How can you begin to learn from your past relationships that didn't work? What were the lessons in those? Because a lot of times, you know we get so caught up and like, I'm so done with them. I don't even want to think about them anymore. And so you could be mad and angry with that person, but that person came with some valuable lessons. And if you don't take analysis of what that was and what you got out of that relationship, you can easily fall into a new so-called better relationship, but even more baggage. And, and I've talked to so many women of that Fall into that category, and a lot of times what they tell me is, I fall too fast. I love too hard. I move so fast. I'm like lovesick or something. They, they they use these terms, and and a lot of times, instead of taking their time and really removing the emotions from the relationship, which is very difficult for us women to do, especially if you really like a person. Uh, But being able to say, I am going to take my time to get to know this person. Yes, it looks like it's amazing and all of this and everything is great. However, no one is perfect. You know, not to say that you need to come in the relationship and just have all these guards up, but you got to be willing to have some type of boundary that protect you from being hurt.
1: Yeah. And my listeners know my stance on slow love and slow dating very well. Cause it, you're so right. It's, it's in those in between moments when you can really step back and say, wait, how do I even feel about what's happening here and not get caught up in the momentum, but to really be, be present in, in the unfolding of what is happening. And I know some people are, maybe they're caught up on the people pleasing, maybe it's the momentum, maybe it's, maybe it's real for a time, but then sometimes relationships change. So I want to kind of, kind of uh, look forward into the relationship because I know you've, you've talked also about toxic relationships before. What are some of the signs that you may be in a toxic relationship?
0: It, it it really goes down to how does it make you feel? I think we get so caught up in ignoring our feelings that we don't, we don't recognize like this isn't right because we're so used to, oh, that's nothing. Oh, I, I'm fine. You know, but pay attention to how, how you feel and how that person makes you feel. Um, do you feel like you have to tiptoe around them? Do you feel that they have a short temper or that they say things that disrespect you and laugh it off like it's nothing, you know? Or it could be, it, it could be subtle things. Toxic doesn't always mean Physical and verbal abuse, it could be someone who demeans you in a way just by some of their words, where you question yourself, you question your intellect, or you don't feel confident when they're around you. You're shrinking as a person when you're around them. I think all of those
1: things are signs that this relationship could be toxic. Okay, so I'm going to ask a follow-up because I know you've literally written the book on it. You have a book called Addicted to Pain, Renew Your Mind and Heal Your Spirit from a Toxic Relationship in 30 Days. Do you think we are addicted to pain? Do you think there's a part of all of us that's a little bit addicted to that? Or do you think that that's just something that is amplified when you're in a toxic relationship?
0: Yeah, you know, I think that is something that, we all can have some level of addiction to pain. And when I say that is, I'll give uh, an example. So I've talked to different women who struggle with low self-esteem and they see that it's normal for someone to disrespect them. Or, Or even like I've talked to women who say, it's okay if my boyfriend cheats on me once because I can forgive and we could talk it through. I'm not going to be too hard on him. But she don't realize that she's given him a pass to continue to have a pattern of cheating. So it's, it's certain levels where it's like, I could take this amount of pain. If he cheats once, I could take that pain. But if he does it three times, it may be too much for me. So it's a certain level of pain, and I've even heard of people who are who really say like, "Oh, he's too boring. He don't have enough drama. He he wants to do all these nice things to me. Okay, where where is the real? You know, excitement. He needs to. Yeah, (laughs) you know, they're looking for the passion of drama because
1: we're addicted to pain. Ah, trying <laughs> to get another right, hit.
0: Because that high and low, the dopamine of the excitement of the breakup mm. and then the makeup, the makeup feels even more powerful after the breakup. So it's the pattern of that pain. And so we got to learn to break from that. Wow.
1: Wow. Geez, Rainy, there's so much I could talk to you about and you've like literally written the book on everything on breakthroughs, on on being enough um, and I'm just excited, I'm excited to talk with you, and I'm excited also because like we're at the beginning of the new year. So what are your goals for the year? Do you have any resolutions? what are what are your dreams, hopes, and wishes for twenty twenty four?
0: I have a new book that's coming out this later this year. And so that's like one of my biggest goals is just to bring it to life and, and connect with people with the new book. But I I just, I would say I'm always looking to better myself and whatever that means. Like right now I've been focusing more on listening more instead of being so quick like in, in conversations and even in business meetings and things like that, just learning how to just observe and listen more. And 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 I've been really receiving more information and even more of an understanding of the other person. And also, I don't know if you've heard of this, the, the slow living movement.
1: Uh,
0: a little bit, but yeah, tell me. So, I'm really getting into the slow living as far as like taking my time with myself and even in projects that I would normally be stressed over and normally be overwhelmed, but learning how to breathe through it, how to take it easy, how to say, oh, I don't have to have this all figured out right now. Um, Spending time in the mornings of meditating and just really connecting uh, with my own intuition and 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 really just connecting spiritually before I act physically so I think
1: that's a really big big thing that I'm working to grow in I love that. That's very inspiring and it aligns very well with how I approach my life and some of the goals that I have for 2024 too as well. Thank you so much for joining me, Rainey. Be sure to follow Rainey on Instagram at Rainy Howard. That's R-A-I-N-I-E-H-O-W-A-R-D. And check out the Rainey Howard show wherever you're listening to dates and mates right now. The links will be in the show notes. In a moment, I'll be back to answer the following listener question: Help! I've been ghosted. What now? As always, we are topping off this episode with another fantastic Dear Damona question submitted by you. Submitted by my listeners here on Dates and Mates. Dear
0: Damona.
1: Damona, help me. By the way, you can submit a question anytime you want in the DMs on my voicemail. I'll tell you at the end of the show how you can submit, but I want to hear what's on your mind. We're in a new year, so we have new challenges that I can't wait to help you tackle in 2024. Okay. Our first question comes to us in a DM from the gram, from a listener named E. E says, I really enjoy your show and I find it very helpful and informative. How do you know when you've been ghosted? And what do you recommend as a response? What if that person messages after some time has passed? What do you recommend as a response to them? Thanks for all you do. And thanks for your question, E. All right, so let's break down. This is uh, Now we're going to transition into Ghosting 101 course. There are different levels of ghosting, and we all use the term ghosting to encompass a lot of different things, actually. So I'll break it down into, let's call it level one, level two, level three ghosting. So level one is you don't really have a relationship with this person. Maybe you matched on an app, or maybe somehow you got their number, or you slid in the DMs, or I don't know, whatever. whatever. However it came to be, you're at this point where you're kind of communicating but it's not really building in momentum. It's not really a relationship or even a situationship quite yet. And that is the most common phase of ghosting because the connection is tenuous. So this may be you matched, you were going back and forth and back and forth and volleying in the text. uh, You know, I call it the texting trap, but you're in the trap (laughs) and It is a trap. So you thought maybe it might turn into something, but then it ended up sort of petering out and then you stopped hearing from that person. It was just kind of a slow fade. So that's level one ghosting. Level two ghosting is you've actually met in person or or you've made a plan to meet and they've stood you up. Or maybe you've gone on one or two dates and then they disappear. And they and go, you know, ghosting, I guess I should have started with the overall term for ghosting is basically somebody that disappears from your life. We could go into a whole dating dictionary, which I do on Access Daily with Mario and Kit every couple of months. I, I define these terms because they're ever changing. But basically that's the overview of level one and level two ghosting. Now, there's then level three ghosting. And this one is diabolical, y'all. This is, you're actually in some sort of a relationship with this person. Maybe it's two or three dates. Maybe it's two or three months. And this person just literally falls off the face of the planet. This one's kind of weird to me because I have seen in the last, I'll call it two to three years. Hmm, what was going on in the last two to three years lately? I'll let you figure that out. But I have seen a correlation between whatever's happening in our lives and ghosting, ghosting is there's it's an epidemic. Um, so it's not in your head, e, or anyone else listening. It's like, am I getting ghosted more? Yes, you are. And I really want to stop the level three ghosting because this is particularly detrimental to people's mental health, and it's even detrimental to the ghoster because you. You cannot make an emotional connection with someone and then just disappear and pretend like that is like your soul is going to be okay with that happening. When you cause pain to another person, you end up taking on that pain. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. But further down the road. So there's a lot of level three ghosting going on at levels I have never seen before where people are literally in a relationship and the person just just is gone. Just they, they're they blocked on Instagram. They're no longer responding to messages. It's literally like it didn't even happen. And then that makes you start to question, well, was this even real? What were we even doing before? And I think level three ghosting is happening because there's so much uncertainty that we have to live with on a daily basis in the midst of the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic where we're like, I don't know, like, is this a new variant. Everybody's saying, is this a thing? Am I like, am I stupid? Should I be wearing a mask? I don't I, Am I going to have my job tomorrow? Because of the pandemic, there were so many additional outcomes that, that we have all collectively been through. You know, uh, Financially, many people took a hit and many companies are making cutbacks and many companies are, now it's sort of a delayed response to the pandemic where there's just total job uncertainty, there's total financial uncertainty. And of course- You have to add health uncertainty to that. And so when you add up all of these factors, I think people don't necessarily know what they're going to do next because they can't really anticipate what's coming in all of these areas of our lives. And so sometimes then the uncertainty of a relationship adds so much pressure to the equation that there are people that just cannot handle it. So (laughs) to answer your question, your simple question in a complicated fashion, as I often do here on Dates and Mates, there's different levels of ghosting, but how you know you're being ghosted is at, at the base, there's a change in communication. You've been texting, messaging, seeing each other, whatever it is, and that person slows communication, stops communication, or just simply Disappears like you literally cannot find them anymore. Um, so that's how you know you've been ghosted. But what do you do? What is your response? Here's the thing I, there's not much you can do if somebody is gonna ghost, they're gonna ghost, and that's their own karma and consciousness that they have to grapple with. I had a ghosting situation before I was married and I chased a response. I actually talk about it in F the Fairy Tale. I was like, what? And this is like before ghosting was really a thing. And I was just like, what the hell happened? And eventually I I I pushed for a response. Eventually I got the response that he had gotten to get back together with his girlfriend. And whatever I thought we shared was sort of a fantasy and a figment of my imagination. You know, maybe it was real for a moment, but it wasn't actually real in the real world. But you know what? I didn't actually feel better that I got the response. I felt like I already knew that the answer was something of that nature. Okay, so maybe it wasn't he got back together with his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend. It's just that he didn't want to be with me. If somebody wants to be with you, you're going to know. They're going to be communicative. They're going to show up for you. And I don't think I needed to chase that answer, and I don't think you need to chase that answer or make a lesson out of the experience. You have to just examine, okay, this is what is happening. And first, just acknowledge it. This is what's happening. And then you've got to ask yourself, how do I redirect this energy? now. And it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. I know it sucks. Ghosting is the worst. And if I could wave a magic wand and change one thing about dating today, I, it would be ghosting. But I can't do that. So you're going to have to wave the magic wand for yourself. Now, to answer the last part of your question, if that person messages you after some time has passed, and this has also happened to me before, and I know it's happened to many of my clients. You have to examine where you are at that point in your life and whether you can emotionally sustain another potential roller coaster. Because the biggest predictor of how somebody will behave in the future is how they behaved in the past. So if they showed you who they were and that they had the capacity to just walk away from you and no explanation drop off the face of the earth. And that was okay for them? Chances are, whatever flowery language they give you now, chances are they have the capacity to do that again. So you get to choose your own adventure, as I often say on the show. But is that a roller coaster that you want to ride? Are the highs on that roller coaster worth the lows that you more than likely will experience at some point down the road? (sighs) Y'all, I hate ghosting, but we all gotta work on it together. And what I always say here is you just just focus on your side of the street. Just clean up your side of the street. You don't need to, you don't need to take somebody else's cans back to the curb or like (laughs) you don't need to pick up other people's trash. Okay. Just if you keep your side of the street clean, then other people will be like, oh, this neighborhood's looking really nice. Maybe I should show up a little cleaner, a little better, (laughs) with a little bit more care. That is what we can do right now to stop the ghosting epidemic, whether it's level one, level two, or level three. But my heart goes out to you, E, and anyone who is, has been, or will be ghosted, it is an unfortunate fact of the current state of affairs (laughs) in the human condition, but I I really want you to be empowered to know that, you can change your response to it. You can change your own behavior. And eventually, as we do that, the whole neighborhood may just turn around. Well, that's a wrap on episode 491 of Dates and Mates. Remember I said you could send me a question? You can. The DMs are open at Damona Hoffman, D a m o n a h o f f m a n. And you can give me a call or text me at 424 246 6255. I love a voice memo, y'all. So you can leave me a voicemail or just send me a voice memo there on Instagram, and you could hear your voice on a future episode of Dates and Mates. We will be back again next Tuesday with another delightful episode. Until then, make sure you get your copy of F the Fairy Tale, which you can find at fthefairytalebook.com, or of course, anywhere books are sold in hardcover, ebook, and audiobook. Until next week, I wish you happy dating.